now. He's a he's one of those people I think who um, I mean records wise, right? Like look who he was up against, not against, but with, right? Tendulkar, Dravid Ganguly, like all over ten thousand scorers later in Dhoni and then Lakshman, of course, right? And for someone as an opening batsman to be associated with that list, right? And it just indicating that I think he's he doesn't for him it doesn't matter. You know, I could be batting with Gautam Gambhir, I could be batting with Sachin Tendulkar. I'm gonna do the same thing. Yeah. Like, he's just a very, like, focused on the game kind of, you know. And as different as they are, it's the same thing as Dravid, right? Like, focus on the game. It doesn't matter. And just, you know, obviously likes to have fun with it. But I think it's a form of expression that shows how much he's into it. Which yeah, is just, I do always saw that. He was fearless so, and aggressive. But a lot of people don't give him credit for the fact that he has an average of 50 despite, like, as an opener in test matches. Yeah. Despite being as He's aggressive insane. and despite being as fearless as he was. Like, he, like, Bretley has said it on record that Bretley, like, no matter, he can bowl 150 clicks, but he was afraid of bowling to Sehwag because he knew that no matter mm-hmm. how fast he bowls, even if he bowls a short ball of the very first ball of a test match, Sehwag is not going to be afraid to, like, play a pull shot or a hook shot of the first ball of a test match. And for someone who is held at that standard, you would believe that he might not be as consistent. And even in my mind, like the, the time that I've watched Sehwag play like ODIs and T20s for India, he's not been the most consistent. But like like reeling it back to the point wherein like he was at his peak in test matches, it's just difficult to believe that he was so consistent. And he was. Because he's hit like triple centuries. He's missed out yeah. on a triple century by five runs because he went for a six at 295 and he walked back to the pavilion with no regrets. And he has an average of 50 as a test opener. How like we don't that have is, a single yeah. test opener right now who's played we, more than like 50, 60 innings who has like an average of 50. Yeah. Not yeah. a single test opener. Not yeah. a single test and opener. That's the thing. And you know, this I don't necessarily I'm not trying to fault my my dad or anything like that. But growing up, what he would always say is, you know, look at Sewak, he's inconsistent. Like that's the and that's the impression that he got too, right? Watching players like Gavaskar and Tindulkar be consistent, proper openers. And then you see someone like this guy who's just you know, some hot or cold, but always consistent in trying to attack the ball. But if you look long-term for however long he played, as you said, Tommy, an average of 50 as a test opener is unheard of. Is unheard of. And like, he's just someone who he, I think, you know, it can, something to be said for, you know, there's, a, there's a sense of you should take advice, but there's also a sense of if you're comfortable with how you're playing, stick with it. You know, and he just lived that to the core. I'm sure, as you said, uh, Tendulkar would give him advice. I'm sure Javid would have tried giving him advice. Like, but he didn't, you know, he played his game. And look, it's just the numbers are not what we expect because we look back and we think of, oh, this inconsistent, flashy player who just likes to swing his bat. But it worked. And that is one of the most amazing things to me. Yeah. So having heard all of these stories of like insane statesmen of the game, legends, I am going to change it up a notch and tell you guys a story about possibly one of the most exciting up-and-coming all-rounders in the world, Shadab Khan. Um, he's kind of, since, since he joined in 2017, he has become a mainstay in the Pakistani team in, in at least limited overs cricket. But I think what's more interesting is how he got there. And you guys have... You, you, as, as Indian fans, you were introduced to Shahdab Khan in the final of the Champions, the Champions <laughs> Trophy 2017 when he introduced <laughs> that got Yuvraj Singh out. Um, but I think it's important <laughs> that he got to that point um, because he's going to be in the side for a while and his story is, is, is quite incredible. Um, he was enmeshed in politics. He, 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 he had 
a pretty difficult time getting into the team. But once he's once he found his place, he's, he stayed. But uh, I know this I, I, this story I've heard from Islamabad United, which is a PSL teams. They're team managers who are young, data centric cricket nerds, um, and who followed him pretty much throughout his his career. So he was initially selected in um, the Pakistani under-19 team for the World Cup. And he was, I think, the, the highest wicket-taker in, in, in the team, the second highest wicket-taker in the World Cup. But since Pakistan didn't have a particularly successful World Cup, people didn't pay too much attention. Um, and then Inzamam came as chief selector uh, for Pakistan. And you know, you, we have differences on what he's done. But the one good thing that he did was instituted a rule that whoever plays for Pakistan A must be under 25 years old. What would happen previously was like old players who weren't getting a chance would like go and play for Pakistani, Pakistani and try to get into the team. So he changed that. And because of that, Shadab was selected and he got his, his, his chance in Pakistan A against, I think, Zimbabwe. And I forget if he, he played Zimbabwe or Zimbabwe A, but when he toured there, he got a 9-4 and 100. And these guys were watching, um, like the, the, the team managers for something were watching that match and they're like, wait, who is this guy? Like, how, like, why have we not, you know, heard of him? And so they tracked him a little bit more. And in Pakistan's domestic ODI season, the Pakistan Cup, he was playing with Misbah, under Misbah's team. And he was doing really well. And Misbah went for Umrah uh, to Saudi Arabia. And Kamran Akmal became captain. And he got dropped for, for, sub, for one of Kamran Akmal's boys. And he kind of didn't play for the rest of the tournament. And... and it was just like, clearly the, the story was going to be the same sad story that's happened to so many Pakistani young players who get enmeshed in, you know, these like petty level politics. And it, that, that's what it, it seemed was going to happen. But when PSL 2 happened in, in 2017, he was uh, in the supplementary draft. And now at the time, the rules for the supplementary draft were that you would only have one pick. And so most teams were picking... The, the players that they had picked in PSL 1 to develop them and move forward. And the, the data managers in Islamabad United were like quite upset because it, it seemed as though Shadab would not get a chance to play in PSL 2. And so they told Mispa um, that, you know, if, if we get this guy in our team, we'll, we'll win the tournament again. They didn't win. That's another story. But that was how much faith they had in this, like, undiscovered, you know, leggy who knows how to bat a little bit. And so Misbah made a scene. Being Misbah, he's allowed to do that in, in Pakistan. He made, <laughs> I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to engage in PSL if you don't expand the supplementary picks. And so the, the PSL2, like, PCB allowed for two players to be selected in that edition. And because of that, Shadab got selected in Islamabad United. And that was also quite insane because Islamabad United had won the first PSL and were slotted as the last pick um, for the supplementary players in the next in, in, in that year's draft. And so none of the five teams even like chose him, which was crazy to um, you know, these data managers. They're like, how is like are we missing something here? Like, how have people not picked up on this guy? And so they selected him. And, you know, here was this 17-year-old kid who you could tell was just 
a kid in a red jersey who had found himself playing for Islamabad United because he didn't have the same kind of rowdiness that we I, I've seen from other Pakistani players who get such an early break. And, you know, they trusted him. They selected him for the, for the first two games, but he didn't get any wickets. And he, he, he went up to uh, these data managers and was like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I know you guys have trusted me um, and I'll do better next time. Like, think about that. Like a 17-year-old taking responsibility for a team where Misbah is playing, where, you know, Shane Watson is playing. And he is coming up after, like, his debut and apologizing. You know, sorry, I'll do better next time. And he went to Saeed Ajmal, who was the bowling coach for Islamabad United. And he's like, Saeed, by Vikdeni Milli, I'm getting really nervous as well. What do I do? To Saeed, Saeed Ajmal, he says, pay attention, just bowl at the wickets. And for your nervousness, have a chewing gum. <laughs> and so if you watch all of his initial matches, in, in, in the PSL, he is having a chewing gum so that his nerves kind of get subdued. And he, that, that was his breakout tournament. Uh, I, think, I think he was Islamabad United's highest wicket taker by the end. He had this insane dusra that no one, no one was able to pick in the beginning. And whilst Islamabad didn't win, he, he was by far and away like the one player that PSL2 gave Pakistan. And when PSL2 ended, we had a tour in the West Indies. Incidentally, it was the same. It was Misbah and Yunus's last tour um, where they went, they were, when they went out with the bang in Pakistan, won the first ever series in the West Indies. But he was selected for the T20s, naturally. Um, and like he was getting like four for nines. <laughs> like, he, was, he was just blowing away and got a call up for the Champions Trophy. And... In the Champions Trophy, he played a really, really you know, underrated part in, in the semi-final. He, he just took important wickets. He didn't, he didn't blow away any teams, but he took, it, he took really important wickets at really important times. I remember he got root out in the semi-final um, when, when, when root was setting in. And in the final, I think like the, the, the personification of Shadab's growth came you know, when he insisted on a Appeal karo. Appeal karo. I know my ball that is going to hit the wickets. I don't care. Like, you need to review this. As a 17-year-old telling that to his captain, I and, and that. that was just, that, that was the personification of how Shadab had grown. And I calculated that review was 130 days after he was selected in Islamabad United. That's that's how he, how fast he rose. In the in the the final of the Champions Trophy, just a little over than four months, you know, getting Yuvraj out and just wiping out any hopes India might have had. It's just and then after that, he he's just become a mainstay in the team. Uh, he he replaced Yasser Shah probably as Pakistan's test test bowler when he retires. I think that is something he needs to sort of hone in on. But, you know, he it was really interesting. The first article ever written about him on in Crick Info was during the Under-19 World Cup, where he said that my idol is Steve Smith. Um, because, you know, people think of me as a bowler, 
but I, I, I never call myself that. I'm an all-rounder. And I really get upset when people call me a bowler because I, I, I know I want to bat um, and I know I'm a good batsman. And if you look at this past year's PSL, he is the third highest run scorer and he used to bat one down for Islam. Wow. wow. So wow. That's the, crazy. The, like, international you know, spectators have not seen Shadab the batsman yet. He's played a He's had a few good 50s coming in six down in test matches. But if he develops his batting the way he is right now, he's going to be, you know, such a force to reckon with. And I just, I have love for the guy as a person. Like, anytime he, 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 he's giving an interview, anytime he's on the pitch, um, it's, he just livens the entire team up. Like, in Islamabad United, I'll just end with this one last anecdote. Um, you know, when people didn't know about him and they were selecting him, they were like, you know, we don't know about his bowling, we don't know about his batting, but he's a great fielder. And they asked Shadab Khan, how, like, where did this fielding come from? And he's like, and so I, you know, wouldn't. Classic. Classic. I would enjoy myself fielding. And if you look at him in the field, he's probably one of the only Pakistani players who genuinely enjoys being there. And that <laughs> manifested by like one of his teammates, Ahmad Butt, who hasn't played for Pakistan, but he plays for Islamabad United. He's like, yeah, I have any feeling of shock. But like after seeing Shadab like smiling, throwing, throwing himself around in the field, I want to, I'm enjoying feeling as well. And <laughs> this was the first, and in and, and this last PSL, he was the captain of Islamabad United. And he's got those leadership qualities that you, that, that we're all looking for in a young player. And just as a person, I love him. As a player, I love him. And I think, like, contextualizing how he's gotten to where he is has just, like, made me want to see him shine. And I really do think he, he can and become one of the best uh, all-rounders in, in, in this decade. Wow. Fascinatingly enough, I also have a Shadab Khan story. And this is because usually when I watch like players, like when I watch a new player and they make like a really nice like thin slice impression in my mind, I tend to Google their name a lot like over the coming months to see what they're up to. And I think um, <laughs> England had played, England had played like a test series against, uh, sorry, Pakistan had played a test series against England right after the Champions Trophy, if I'm not wrong. They had played like uh, those test matches at Lords and Shadab Khan hit like a string of 50s, as you said, right? And he said about like, he spoke about how he, um, idolizes Steve Smith and how he doesn't identify himself as a bowler but rather as an all-rounder. There was an amazing story which I came across like in 2018. I might be wrong now. But I think Mickey Arthur and Barbara, uh, Mickey Arthur and Shadab Khan had a bet over a biryani. And Mickey Arthur had uh, predicted that <laughs> Shadab Khan won't be able to hit a 50 in, one, in the fourth innings of one of the test matches. And he went ahead and hit a 50. And so there was a Crick Info headline which said, um, Shadab Khan's batting form just cost Mickey Arthur. <laughs> that was a quick info headline. That was a quick info headline. And I opened it and I was like, he had a 50. How did it cost Mickey Arthur? And I said, it cost Mickey Arthur a biryani. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. It was amazing. I love watching Shadam Khan play. Like that day when he got that Yubrat Singh wicket, I was, I, I mean, I almost had all hopes lost the moment Virat Kohli got out because Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli getting out within the first like two overs of the match, you know that it's not going to go like too far. Shikhar Dhawan was playing okay. Yubrat Singh had not been in the best of forms. And 
we knew that it's a plum. It, it is a plum wicket. I don't even know why he wasn't given out. And the way and it just it just stuck in my mind. It's still embedded. The way he just like appeal karo, appeal karo. The way he went up oh. onto like Sarkar, I was like appeal karo, appeal karo. And I was like, no. The first thing in my mind was that he appeal nahi hai. Yeah, like review hai. And that is why it stuck <laughs> in my mind. And, and then, but on top of that, I was like, he's saying appeal karo with so much conviction. I'm like. I looked at his age, and he was so young. And at such a young age, like stepping up to like 30, 31 year olds, like in the team, and just that that attitude that he has is just amazing. And that's the kind of attitude which I really, really like wish for like players such as him, like all rounders, to have. You know, like all rounders have yeah. the ability to change the game. They have the ability to swing the course of the game. And like just this lively, enthusiastic, energetic like ability that they can bring to the field, this makes the game so much more interesting to watch when they are like when they are playing. And sure. it's just insane. No, so I'm just yeah. to just add, like I can talk about Shadab for years, like for <laughs> and I uh, add, you know, when these when when the when Hasan Jima and Rehan Rehan Ul Haq, the data managers that I talk about, they asked Mispa in the draft, okay, you know, we know we know he's good, but How, uski tarbiyat kaise hai? Like, how, who, how is he as a person? Because Mispa have played with him in Pakistan, eh? And Mispa looks at them and he's like, "Isme wo aag hai jo aajkal ke bachcho mein hai nahi." And like, he's just, and, and that shows. I don't know. I, like, I, I really trust Mispa's judgment on these things, and he's been right with this. And in, in that England tour that you're talking about in, in 2018, uh, it was in Pakistan played Ireland before the two matches hmm. again. And Ireland like had us against the wall in the fourth innings. We were chasing 180, I think, and we were one for three. Like <laughs> we were about to lose for an England tour, and you know we somehow managed to get to like 30 for five or like 40 for five. And Shadab and Fahim, who were both Islamabad United picks in the PSL, were batting at the crease. None of them had Test experience. None of them. Had any idea of how to deal with like a moving ball in England? You know, Ireland are really strong in 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 home conditions, and they just carried us through and won us the match. Like I had a hundred and thirty forty run partnership wow. for the for the eight, wow. and that led to the bet you're talking about. So when he got a fifty <laughs> in Ireland match, uh, Shadab himself went to Mickey Arthur and said, "Okay, I'm gonna get." Like a, a half century in all of these games. It wasn't just one innings. It was all of the innings. And Nikki's like, okay, fine, <laughs> do that, and you'll get a bit of money. And he got a fifty in each and every one of those innings, coming as you know number eight. And in, in tests, in yeah, tests. yeah, yeah. Okay, he only has three test fifties though. He played two matches, but that's true. That's a fair, fair point. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's he's just a gem of a person. He really is. Yeah. And you know, I, every time I I see him play, I watch him speak. I just want to be his friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's funny. It's probably only as young as us. Probably only as young as us. He he born after Shweb Malik made his debut. <laughs> yeah, Shweb Malik's been no, on no, for twenty years. Hold on, hold on. Talking about age, you want to know what's so interesting? I just googled him, right? That's why I knew about three fifties. He's six days older than me. That's it. Six days. He, I'm December 10th. He's December 4th, 1998. That's it. That's oh, crazy oh. to me. Yeah, it's we've got a good set of young bowlers. Look at where he is and where you are. Yeah, I know, right? Look where uh, I am. Uh, I'm also, I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
ரஷீத் <laughs> 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 Um, Nasim makes me the most insecure about my age. Like yeah, 70, only get 150. <laughs> What? That's crazy. That is crazy. That is insane. It's But, weird uh, because is there like Nasim Shah is, is even like a level below in terms of like I don't feel insecure because I don't even put myself in that category anymore because I know there's 20 year olds <laughs> who make me feel bad about myself. 17 year olds is just another another level. <laughs> cricket club ranks like you you would be a freshman in college. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. Even, yeah. High school senior. Yeah. Rising yeah, yeah. <laughs> high school senior. Yeah. That's what it would be. I mean, But you know like about that yeah, about Shuman Gill is only 6 months older than me. Like what the heck? He's like a, a brilliant <laughs> brilliant batsman. He's probably like, like Pranav's age. He's probably Pranav's age. Probably like a little older than Pranav. Yeah. Everyone look up cricketers close to your age go but but you know but you know what like there's a, this is a very this is a very <laughs> common joke in indian stand up comedy it's been exalted over the years that there are, there's this joke in which the dad tells the child that you know at your age parthiv patel played for the indian cricket team and then like the child tells the father the child tells the father that at your age mukesh ambani had an empire what are you doing <laughs> it's a very common joke it's a very common joke. so funny actually <laughs> yeah, that's a good line <laughs> you know there is this amazing uh, story like i i was watching some psl clips the other day just out of the blue and um some funny like obviously like on my explore page once i watch some serious cricket videos some funny cricket videos all obviously show up and one of the funniest cricket videos i've ever watched of sarfaraz ahmed is that he is wicket keeping and a bowler is trying very hard to bowl but he's bowling wides and no balls and stuff so after the over he goes up to the bowler and says to practice karne ka kya fayda hai na practice kyun karate hum log tere ko i wanted to tell a story about dravid and it was a story i discussed with um i think sidan panav earlier today and like we we all know rahul dravid as like the poster boy of goodness and like niceness in cricket right but there were there are moments when even like the coolest person loses their calm and there's this amazing amazing story which i was surprised that pranav said or akash did not know about from the ipl it is the most iconic oh, cricket wait, match you're talking about the, iconic... the, the the cap drop yeah, right yeah yeah, When, yeah, yeah 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 that that's exactly yeah. what i did just but the, i know yeah, yeah but yeah no but like it, it just shocked me that people like, don't know enough about this most iconic ipl game was there you'll yeah. be fascinated to hear this i don't know if you like you must have read about it at some point in time like 2014 the first leg of the ipl took place in the uae right and mumbai indians had won the previous year like and had an amazing amazing roster in 2013 they had ricky ponting sachin tendulkar opening they had dinesh karthik they had dwayne smith and like karan pola rohit sharma just an amazing team mitchell johnson mumra was playing for them lasit malinga beautiful team they won the match they won the final 2014 they lost the first five matches in a row and the like second half of the league was in india and in mumbai indians had to win like eight, like all the remaining matches on the trot in order to qualify and it came down to like the last the third the fourth and the fifth positions 
being between Rajasthan and Mumbai and the top four teams qualified. Rajasthan was at number four and Mumbai was at number five. And the last league match of the season was between Mumbai and Rajasthan. So I don't know who writes these scripts, but as it stood, <laughs> like Mumbai Indians had like a zero point something like net run rate below Rajasthan. And the like and the mathematics of this was that whatever score Rajasthan Royals would put up if Rajasthan Royals batted first, Mumbai would have to chase it down in 14.1 or 14.2 overs. Now, of course, like everybody would have thought like Mumbai Indians will really bowl their hearts out, try to restrict Rajasthan Royals to as low a score as possible and try and like go for the win in 14.2 overs. But Mumbai Indians cracked under pressure. And the thing is, Zahir Khan was in the team that year. He got injured. Mitchell Johnson was not playing that year. He was playing for Kings Eleven Punjab. Um, Malinga was also injured for the most part. Bumrah was not having the best because he was still young. And Ricky Ponting was now the coach and not playing for the team. Tenilkar had retired the previous year. So 2014 and 2013 were totally different teams. So they had nothing going for them. Yet they had reached that stage when like, they were almost there but still so far away. They cracked under pressure. They gave away 190 runs in 20 overs. And no one was going to give Mumbai Indians a chance after this, right? Who, like, who's going to say that Mumbai Indians is going to win? It's going to chase down, like, they still have 20 overs. So they could have still won in 20 overs. But would they have scored in 14.1, 14.2 overs and qualify? And Rajasthan Royals is playing. Rahul Dravid was, um, like, Rahul Dravid was in the dugout. And he was almost, obviously, like, as calm as ever, right? Because he knew that now you're not going to lose from here. And what happened is that they had Michael Hussey, Mumbai Indians had Michael Hussey, not in the best form of his life. Corey Anderson had played a few decent knocks but wasn't in the form of his life. And they were playing players like Aditya Tare and just Pawan Soyal, just players who did not really have a presence. They had a presence in the team but not a presence in the circuit. And so Rajasthan Royals thought they had won because they had Steve Smith, Shane Watson, Brad Hodge, like James Faulkner, like Dhawal Kulkarni, like just the best players in that at that point in time, right? And mm. like they and what happened was that Mumbai Indians just got off to a crazy start. Michael Hussey hit 20 runs in eight balls, uh, 28, nine balls. Lendl Simmons played like a very fiery knock in the, in the beginning. Rohit Sharma hit like 30, 35 runs in 15, 20 balls. Ambati Raidu and Corey Anderson put together like a 100-run partnership in 39, 40-odd balls with Corey Anderson hitting 95 runs in 44 balls and getting out at some point. And it came down to two runs left. In, like, they, they were down to 188, 189 after 14 overs. Right, and they needed like three runs to win of two balls, three runs to win of like two or one balls, and obviously they had six overs, so they were still going to win the match. But they like, and they were only four or five wickets down, and Ambati Raidu he miscues the shot, and he gets run out, and they, the, the scores are level, and he gets run out in the like in the in the second ball of the fourteenth over, and Mumbai Indians would at that point in time have just gone back home, being the first team in the history of cricket to have chased down 190 runs in 14 overs, yet not what yet like gone back home unhappy, and nobody would have thought that Mumbai Indians could win from this. Rajasthan Royals was obviously like they were over the moon, like obviously they're going to qualify now, and there's no way that anything's going to happen, right? Aditya Tare walks out to bat, and he's told that although Mumbai Indians have won, like, are definitely going to win this match and they're not going to qualify because of the net run rate difference, there's still a possibility for Mumbai to qualify. And the only way they'll qualify is if like, Aditya Tari hits a six of the ball. If Aditya Tari hits the six of like, the next ball that James Faulkner bowls, gonna, Mumbai Indians is going to qualify. And the kicker was that if it was an extra, like a wide or a no ball or something like that, it wouldn't have made a difference. Mumbai Indians wouldn't have qualified because they needed those six runs in order to go over the line. <laughs> And not like, and not the wide or the not not the extra. And obviously, James he Faulkner is not going to He should have just bowled a wide. No, and he did. He did go for that. He did go for that. James Faulkner ran in. He tried to bowl like a no ball and a wide at the same time. He tried. He bowled like the, he bowled at Aditya Chare's chest, and he bowled as wide as he could. 
another tier, then he just blindly flicked it and it went into the second tier. It went into the second tier of deep finding. The next, the next thing you know, the next thing you know, there are two distinct visuals. Aditya Tari just take he just pulled his t-shirt over, he just pulled, pulled, it, pulled his t-shirt over his head and he's running blindly towards the pavilion. And everyone's like kissing him and hugging him and lifting him. And the next visual is Rahul Dravid getting off his chair for the first time in his life. Flicking the chair back, picking off his Rajasthan Royals cap, shooting it to the ground and being like, what the fuck just happened? What the fuck just happened? You've never seen Rahul Dravid be as livid as he was that day. This, he deserves to be that way though. Like, and I, it's a crazy look, ending. I, I, just to put this in perspective. <laughs> so just look at his face when he heard that. I mean, yeah. Six sons. Who writes these I'm, scripts? Who writes look, these no, scripts? I know, I know. I, I know, and I'd like to point something out. In our first T20 game as a team, Samia knows this, we gave up 180 runs in 10 overs. I know, obviously, they had four more overs, but my point is that that is too close for comfort. Low-level college cricketers should not be playing at almost the same level as professional teams. Like, I think Rahul Dravid had every right to be mad. Like, that is insane. <laughs> The first it's thing I'm like doing this end is watching the highlights of this match because how do yeah. I not? That's exactly what I told Tommy. What a match! What a match! Match. match! Such an insane match! It's the best match in the IPL, and very few people know about it. And uh, it yeah, just no, no, kills me to know that. that enough people don't know about that. One ninety. Rahul, so Rahul Dravid. In fact, so in the I didn't bring it up because I thought it was too like small a story to to tell. But um, in the same interview with Gaurav Kapoor, the Breakfast of Champions, he talks about this incident, and James Faulkner walks up to him at the end. And instead of apologizing, says, that's out of character for you. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was surprised to see you do that, is what James he says. Faulkner. James Faulkner. But to, to, to his, I mean, honestly, to his credit, James Faulkner was actually one of the better bowlers that evening. Yeah. Um, the fact that he went on... He was one of the best bowlers in the I, world I at that like, time. I actually, I actually, like, I, I like his moral code that he didn't overstep. He didn't like he didn't overstep to bowl a no ball to win the team the match because that could have still led to a six being hit. So he didn't want to yeah. come across as the bad guy, right? So he just went to bowl a wide and or like he just went to bowl like a beamer at the chest. So but still like Aditya Tari, he's a short guy, he's a short and stout guy. He just flicked the ball and it went in, in the second tee over deep fine leg. And I cannot I cannot believe it. I still cannot believe it. But yeah, on that note, we've had a great storytelling session. I know that there are some stories which went untold, but we can continue this like in a future episode. But thank you so much for joining us, Sid, Uzel, Akash, and Panam. As always, it's always a pleasure to have you guys on the podcast. Now it's our fifteenth episode. It's an amazing podcast, although like it's a big thing to say. But I enjoy, yeah. like I enjoy, I, I, I take pride in the fact that we have reached fifteen episodes because we didn't know that we'll be reaching there when we started the podcast. So thank you so much for like joining us week in and week out, and it's. It's lovely. I just love the fact that you guys keep coming every week and I hope you guys continue to, to all the viewers who have been watching us for the last like six odd weeks and we hope to continue to come up with like such content, especially with cricketing, cricketing action starting now. We'll be talking about more relevant stuff in the coming weeks. So watch out for that and thank you.